What's up, True Selfie fam? We are about to walk into season three of True Selfie. I literally cannot believe what God is doing through this platform. When I started this, I was reminded of the truth found in Zechariah 4.10, and it says, Do not despise the small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. To think just months ago, I blindly opened the door to this platform, and then to see now the number of people that are touched, the countries that are reached, it is truly a miracle and blessing from God. So to say that we are starting season three is mind-blowing to me. So would you join with me in prayer as we reveal some heart conditions that are keeping God's people bound? This new season titled The Uncircumcised Heart will spotlight some areas in ourselves that we need to address some roots that need pulled. So get your gardening gloves on. It's springtime, baby. Let's get to de-weeding. Oh my goodness. It is a new week and a new day. And I am just thankful that you are here with me today. Thank you for tuning into True Selfie. It is Brooke, your host. I am excited. I hope you guys are excited to listen to what we're going to talk about today. Listen, it is a brand new season. We are in season three of True Selfie. I keep like scrolling and like looking at, you know, the previous episodes and the previous topics. And I'm like, oh my goodness, there are so many. And I'm just like, that is so much truth that is getting put out into the world for people to hear and to understand and to grasp and to hopefully put into practice into their everyday Christian walk. So this new season, season three, we're going to title this season, the uncircumcised heart. And I wanted to give a little intro to the season because, um, we're going to deal with some heart conditions and, um, you know, a lot of times it's hard. It's easy to pick out other people's heart conditions or flaws, but sometimes it's hard to see them for ourselves in our own hearts. And so I'm going to open up in prayer because there is no um, better way than to spotlight heart conditions than by asking um, our Heavenly Father to showcase them, to put a light on them, to um, get them out of the dark you know, crevices of our heart and to just let them be known so we can uh, successfully put our focus and try to get those things out of our hearts because we cannot um, keep those heart conditions, the ones that we're going to talk about over the next few weeks, we cannot um, keep those hidden. We need to um, extract them and we're going to do some heart surgery over the next few weeks. So let's pray that God will just showcase those for us. Okay. Dear heavenly father, we come to you thanking you for this uh, new season of true selfie. God, I pray your blessing over every word that is spoken between myself, between Jesse, um, anyone else that may hop on in the next few weeks. God, I just pray that our words would be, um, you know, seen through your eyes and, and what you would have us to say. I pray that you would, speak only truth. I pray that we would only speak what you would want us to speak. I pray that as we speak it out, that there are ears that are listening, that are receiving. God, they're receiving the truth. Um, They're receiving it as uh, bold as it may come, but um, they're receiving it in a form of love. And we just pray your spirit special blessing over this new season in Jesus name. Amen. Okay. So the uncircumcised heart. Um, I, I love this because we find circumcision 
in the Old Testament, um, you know, in ancient is ancient Israel, um, a man who was circumcised, uncircumcised, was breaking covenant with God. So God commanded that to keep his covenant, um, that every male child that would be born needed to be circumcised. And it was just more of an outward physical sign of being in an internal covenant with God. Um, so anyone who was uncircumcised was seen as someone who didn't have that relationship or covenant with God. Um, if you look in Deuteronomy 36, it shows us that God will circumcise someone's heart. Um, it says, and the Lord, your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your offspring so that you will love the Lord, your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul so that you may live. So God will circumcise someone's heart. Now, um, I love old Testament. I love new Testament. So many people are like, if it's in the old Testament, it doesn't count. Um, because we're living in a new Testament, you know, because of Jesus. Right. And I totally get that, but there are so many good, um, truths, so many amazing stories that we can still find, um, God's promises in, and it will help us, uh, walk out our lives today. So just because it's in the Old Testament doesn't mean that you can't apply it to your life. I believe that's a lie. I believe that the Old Testament is in there for a reason <laughs> and um, we can find a lot of truth to it. Um, so can we find this circumcision of the heart in the New Testament? Absolutely. We find that in Romans 2.29 um, and that just gives us an idea of the circumcision of the heart um, and it refers to having just a pure heart that is separated to God. Um, and I love it because it says this, don't you see, it's not the cut of the knife that makes you a Jew. You become a Jew by who you are. It's the mark of God on your heart, not the knife on your skin that makes you a Jew. And recognition comes from God, not legalistic critics. So in this in Romans, we see kind of the shift of circumcision from what was once a physical skin issue to what is now a spiritual heart issue, okay? And so I wanted to give you just a little background into um, where the term comes from um, because of this new season. I'm just so excited to see what God does for us in order for us to walk out our calling, you guys, and our purpose we first have to deal with ourselves. We have to deal with a few things. And one of those things is dealing with our hearts. Um, many of us are walking around confessing God, but having an uncircumcised heart. And um, when you think about an uncircumcised heart, um, I want you, as we kind of unfold this over the next few weeks, I want you to remember the definition and kind of where I want you to think of the uncircumcised heart. Um, it's just a closed off heart. It's a heart that is hardened. It's a heart um, that is unable to allow God to affect it. It's, um, it's just unable to be affected uh, by God's attempt to mold it. It's just not pliable. Like if you think about, um, clay, right. On a potter's wheel, how pliable it is. 
um, because it's soft, right? And so I want you guys to think about an uncircumcised heart as being a heart that is hard, that is resistant to what God is saying, what God is speaking to you, resistant to God's truth, resistant to, um, you know, moving forward and taking the next step in your relationship with God. Um, because here in Acts seven fifty one, it says, you men who are stiff necked, and that could be women. I know some women who are stiff necked, um, and who are uncircumcised in heart and ears are always resisting the Holy spirit. You are doing just as your fathers did. And this verse is actually going to bring us to our first heart condition that we're going to talk about this week. And you could see it right then in that verse. It says, you men who are stiff-necked. You women who are stiff-necked. When you think about someone who is stiff-necked, um, I think some of our first thoughts would be someone who is stubborn, someone who is proud, someone... Um, who just is unwilling to do what other people want them to do. It's someone who, um, and it's so funny because when I think about, you know, the, the word stubbornness or stiff necked or proud or, or any of those things, I can just see like a whole bunch of faces popping up in my head of people who, you know, just give off that, that vibe. Right. And I know a lot of you are like, Oh, I know someone who's stubborn. Some of you are like, Oh, that's me. <laughs> Um, but their stubbornness and pride is something that I feel like is so easy to spot in other people. Um, it's an easy heart condition to, you know, pick out, um, in other people looking from the outside in, but it's one of the most, um, things that are probably not easy to spot, if you're looking from the inside out, does that make sense? Um, you know, most people who deal with this type of heart condition, um, they just don't see that they have it. It's just, it's not easy to spot from someone who is proud or stubborn. <laughs> um, so it's one that we literally have to make sure that we are asking the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Am I proud? Am I prideful in any way? Holy Spirit, is there any type of stubbornness that is just hidden <laughs> behind um, areas of my heart? You know, Holy Spirit, because Holy Spirit, he's going to show it to you. <laughs> um, and we're going to talk about different roots that are going, that tend to take over um, our hearts. You know, roots are, if you think about roots in, like nature. Okay. Um, you know, what starts as something, the longer that it's there, the deeper the roots go and the harder it is to pluck out. Um, it reminds me of just, I think it was last year. It could have been the year before that we have been in our house for, I think it'll be five years in August and it was a new build, um, and new landscaping. We got like everything it was a, just a beautiful, it's a beautiful home. And we had little trees and little bushes and all of this stuff. And I don't know if it was last year, or the year before that we had this tree that, um, it was in our front yard and our landscaping. And obviously year after year, it started not looking so pretty and <laughs> not having as many branches and, and the leaves weren't budding and all of this stuff. And then we realized that it was dead. And 
we were just joking, like we need to one day, you know, spend all day and go out there and just dig that thing up. You know, <laughs> we need to take a day where we can just go dig it up because it's not coming back. And no joke, we went out one afternoon, Jess and I did, and I he literally just like pulled on it and the whole root system came up. And he was like, well, that was a lot easier than what we thought. That thing was dead. <laughs> and so we have to think about things that are in our heart that are growing root. That tree had only been there for a couple of years. So its roots weren't down, you know, where it was hard to pull up. But if you were to take a, a tree that was there for decades and decades, um, that would have been like a long, <laughs> a long day to pull that thing up. And so the more that we're leaning on the Holy Spirit to showcase those roots that are digging into our hearts, the easier it's going to be to pull it, pull them out. And that's the end goal for this season is to just pluck out some nasty roots that are dead and that are causing you destruction. And that's what we're going to do. So we're going to talk about pride today. Pride is a root. And if we don't pull it out, it will produce bad fruit. Um, I think we all know what pride is, but I'm going to define it. And it is basically just the pleasure of one's own accomplishments. So it's someone who is obsessed with self. It's someone who's obsessed with yourself. <laughs> Are you obsessed with yourself? Now, if I ask you that, you're going to say, no, absolutely not. <laughs> but listen to my heart today and listen to what I'm saying and, and let, um, because a lot of times, you think of the word pride and you're like, well, I don't deal with that. But if you learn about all the, the things, the things that encompass pride, some of us do have a form of pride living in our hearts and it's better to be more aware of it. So we can pull it out than like to, like I just said, letting it go, you know, escape into the little corners of our heart and just keep digging and digging and digging. And so, um, you know, it's just someone who's obsessed, obsessed with self. Um, you know, our culture today is obsessed with self. Um, so the fruits that we see, uh, bearing from pride is the obsession with either our strengths, which is arrogance or an obsession with our weaknesses, which is low self-esteem. So it can play both ways. Either you're obsessed with yourself so much that you're focused on your strengths and you have this arrogant arrogance about you, or you're obsessed with self and you're obsessed with your weaknesses so much that it is um, causing low self-esteem. So the two kind of mentalities that stem from those things, obsession from strength, obsession from weakness, is the inflated ego mentality versus the victim mentality. Now, I'm not going to talk about both of those today, but I do want to talk about the inflated ego mentality. Now, when I say that, I know a lot of you are thinking of someone really in particular because we can spot these people from a mile away. But I first want to tell you that obsessing with your strengths and obsessing over your weaknesses, both of those are forms of pride and both of them will keep you from God's purpose. And neither of those things honor God. Being so obsessed with, obsessed with your strengths does not honor God. And being obsessed in your weaknesses does not honor God. And so um, when we talk about pride, we really have to um, 
make sure that we're operating and focusing not on ourselves, but on God. And the truth is, though, when we allow pride to take root, um, we are saying that our gifts either qualify us and our weaknesses disqualify us. And the truth is that your gifts do not qualify you and your weaknesses don't disqualify you. The only thing that qualifies you is God. God is the one who can qualify you. Um, and when we begin to take the calling out of his hands and place it in our own, that's no good. You guys, it's no good to put our worth into either our strength and our weaknesses. God is the one who qualifies. And I'm sure you heard this statement, but it is true. It is this. God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. He never calls people who think they have it all together, right? He doesn't call people who know they have all the goods, right? He calls people like Moses who stuttered, right? He calls people like David who were who was overlooked by his own father. He calls people first and then he qualifies them. And when you think you already have everything you need, your need to be called by God just doesn't exist. And that's what's sad is when we think that we are so good, right? We have so many great qualities. Um, why do I need to be called by God? I can do it all on my own, right? And that's the only thing that can cure a prideful heart is humility. I know that's a tough word. It's one of my favorite words. I love the word humility. Um, I'm not one that I'm probably one that more so has dealt with pride in focusing on my weaknesses rather than my strengths. I'm one that doubts myself or used to doubt myself a lot. Um, and so humility is something that I remind myself, um, because even though I have weaknesses, I know that it's only through God that he gives me strength in those weaknesses. And so humility is actually one of my, one of my favorite, uh, it's my favorite words. And, but in James four ten it says, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. Humble yourself before the Lord and he will exalt you. So he'll, he'll equip you. He will show up in your weak areas. Like I was just saying, I love the word humility because it reminds me that God will show up in my flaws. Um, and we're going to talk about the other side of the spectrum of pride, uh, next week about the victim mentality and focusing too heavily, you know, on those weak areas. Um, but at the end of the day, it's God's call that qualifies me and it keeps me. God's call is what qualifies me and it keeps me. Um, so we're going to talk about that inflated ego, you know, or arrogance, um, and call it out for what the Bible says it is. Uh, because pride is something that will keep you from God's intended purpose for your life. Pride is something that God hates. He hates it. Proverbs 8.13 says, The fear of the Lord is hatred of evil. Pride and arrogance are the way of evil. And perverted speech I hate. The fear of the Lord is hatred of evil. So pride and arrogance are the way of evil and perverted speech I hate. 
Proverbs 16, 5 says, everyone who is arrogant in heart, so everyone who is prideful in their heart, is an abomination to the Lord. And be assured he will not go unpunished. Dang, (laughs) y'all. Dang. You know, I think we know that pride is not well received. And we know pride is, is wrong, right? But it is a heart condition. And I want to make sure that I clarify that good people are prideful people. Like just because you deal with pride doesn't mean you're a bad person. Um, because we all deal with sin, right? We all deal with things. Um, and no one is, um, like everyone is, is everyone can deal with sin in some way. And I'm just saying that pride is one of those sins that people deal with and good people can be prideful people. Um, there is a family that we know that we are loosely connected with and they seem like really great people. Um, but (laughs) you know, there's, you can see, um, the pride that rests in their heart, you know, great people, great family. They're really well known in, um, the community. They're really successful. They, I mean, they have a beautiful home, um, but they're just prideful people. Like you, you can see it, you know, like I said, pride is one of those things that you can see in the way that people act, the way that people talk. Um, it's a, it's a sin that is seen by a lot of people who, um, are on the outside, like I said earlier, that are looking, um, that are looking in and not so easy to recognize, um, looking from the inside out. So, um, so it's, it's just, it's funny because we read about the seed of circumcision being passed down to that next seed of offspring, like we read earlier. And this is exactly what is happening. Um, in this family, um, you know, this family displays it and, you know, you see the prideful parents in the way that they act and the way that they talk. Um, and now it's, you you see it trickling down to their son, um, and their daughter. And, and I'm just like, now they're prideful and they're acting that way. They have this arrogance about them. They have this, this pride and self, you know, I'm doing this. I'm so good at this. I do, I'm just really awesome, you know? And there's just this, this pride that is just like, it just out, it's just flowing out of them, all of them and good people, super nice, super nice people would do anything for you. Um, but he's doing, their kids are doing just as the parents are doing. And that's what we just read in Acts. You know, we have to get our hearts right. Um, because if we don't address the conditions of our heart that are taking root and that are like just sinking their roots down into our hearts and making it hard to pull out, what's going to happen is, is that's going to be a root that is instilled into our children, into our seed, into our offspring. And if they don't take it, and figure out how to deal with it, then it's going to go into their children and their offspring. And this is a sin that is getting passed from generation to generation to generation. Um, so it's important that we first check our hearts, you know, see what's inside. Do we have any, any form of pride? Is there anything of self that we feel like we're 
because we have this strength and that we're great, um, does it flow into the way that we act, the way that we treat others, the way that we talk? Um, you know, I, when you think about people who are prideful, you think about people who boast a lot. Um, that's kind of something that this family does is that they boast a lot about their success. They boast a lot about, you know, where they're from. They boast a lot about having money. They boast a lot about their talent and their, and the things that they're really great at. Um, but I don't want you to misunderstand. It is okay to boast. Um, in Jeremiah nine, 23 and 24, it tells us where we are to focus our boast. Um, and it says this, thus says the Lord, let not the wise men boast in his wisdom. So don't boast in how smart you are. <laughs> let not the mighty man boast in his might. So let's not boast about our strength, right? Let not the rich man boast in his riches. So don't boast about how much money you have, but let him who boast boast in this. Okay. So this is where we are to place our boast that he understands and knows me that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, declares the Lord. So for anyone who wants to boast, can we just boast about God and that you know God and that you're practicing love and righteousness and faithfulness? Those are the things that we are to be proud of. Those are the things that we should be sharing, not how good we are at something, not that I was number one, right? Let's be proud and, know, and, and boast about that we know God, right? We understand him. Second Corinthians 10, 17 and 18, it says, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. So for all of y'all who was confused about where to put your boast, it just says, just boast in God. <laughs> for it is not the one who commends himself, who is approved but the one whom the Lord commends. Did you catch that? When you're boasting about yourself, you're looking for approval. You're looking for validation. You're looking for um, an attaboy. You know what I mean? A compliment, an encouragement. You, you want people to realize, you know, who you are and why you are the way that you are. And God's saying, no. Boast in me because the one who boasts in me, we need to, that should be the one with whom we are concerned about who approves us. We shouldn't be concerned about what other people, whether they approve us, whether they think we're, we're rich, whether they think we're talented, whether they think we're strong, whether they think we're mighty, whether, whatever they think. We get our accolades, we get our approval, we get uh, our attaboys from the Lord. And that is where we need to focus. Um, so we, let's tune in next week, you guys. Um, we're going to tackle um, the other bad fruit. So we talked really heavily about that inflated ego mentality. We're going to shift um, the spectrum of pride because like I said, it's either obsession with strengths, obsession with weakness. If you're obsessed with your weaknesses too much, you're going to find yourself in that victim mentality. And um, I want you guys to pray with me because I know that God wants me to talk about this because it is a it is something that so many people deal with. Um, and my hesitancy 
and speaking on it is literally just, I don't want to offend people. I want people to hear it with the love of God that is coming through me and not a sense of judgmentalism. I don't want people to think that I'm judging them. And so would you pray with me this week? I know this is a touchy subject. Um, and we're going to talk really about it next week, but I believe God wants to free some people who are living in this mentality of this victim mentality. I believe that God wants to free people from this. And the only way that we will be able to free them is if there is truth, because the Bible says, what does the Bible say about truth? It is what sets you free. And so let's pray. Um, just, you know, for people to understand and to hear it with open ears and an open heart and that there is no condemnation. I I just pray right now, Holy Spirit, that as you prepare me um, over the next few days to really understand, you know, why people are coming into this victim mentality and to how to overcome it, God, that you would just give me a fresh, a fresh revelation of this um, bondage that is just keeping people bound. Um, I know you want your people to be free. And so help me be able to understand it. Help me to be able to hear from you. Help me to be able to explain it in the best way that I can for people to understand that it is not a desire for for your people to live in this victim mentality mindset. And so Holy Spirit, um, I just pray that your will be done. I pray that um, people's hearts would be open to hear. I pray that as we talked about the inflated ego mentality and that mindset, that if there is someone listening, God, that the Holy Spirit is saying, mm-hmm, that's you. <laughs> God, help us get it under control. Help us take whatever we need, whatever tool we need to just pluck that thing out and to not let it grow any further, to not let it dig any deeper. Remove that. Remove that root because it's producing bad things in our lives and it's producing bad things in our children's lives and it's just going to keep carrying on into their children, into their children. And we want it taken care of in in us and we want it taken care of for good. And so we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you hear us and we thank you that you love us. We thank you that because you love us, you discipline us, you correct us, you teach us, you train us, and we receive that. We receive that in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you guys. Have a phenomenal week. Like I said, be praying over this next uh, <laughs> this next week for me. I would greatly appreciate it. Um, and I'll see you next week, all right? True Selfie fam, it is Brooke. And I just wanted to take a minute and thank you so much for listening to our episode today. I wanted to let you know that there are plenty of ways that you can support this podcast. What you just did right now is supporting it just by listening. And I just want to say, I appreciate your listen, but there are other ways to support by sharing on your social media platforms, leaving a star or review from wherever you are listening from, or you can financially support, whether it be through clicking the more featured tab, you'll see a link that says support this podcast. And that gives you the flexibility to do small monthly contributions. That's right. As little as 99 cents. And you can also support through my website. It's brookgunther.com by clicking the donate tab where you can do one-time contributions or monthly contributions um, that are accepted through PayPal, or you can use your debit or credit card. However you support, I just want you to know that I appreciate you.